listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com. Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning. Um, Even though we are meeting across a distance, the Spirit connects us. Uh, May the Spirit of God encourage your heart this morning. Um, For the past few weeks, we've been in a sermon series called Listening to God's Voice. Last week, Adam uh, shared a little bit about how we can be listening to God's voice when we're struggling to hear it. What do you do when you can't hear God's voice when he's silent? I appreciate how practical what some of Adam shared last week was. Um, This morning, I want to share with you three things that I believe God wants to be speaking to each one of us and that he is speaking to each one of us. And their direction invitation and love. I believe that God wants to be speaking direction into our lives for decisions that we have to make, a crossroads that we face, um, that he wants to speak invitation into our lives, invitation into the new thing that he's doing because he's always doing a new thing, a new thing in us, a new thing through us, a new thing in the world around us. So I think God is um, speaking invitation into our lives. And the final thing that I want to talk about this morning is God uh, wanting uh, to speak love into our lives um, and into our hearts. So when we talk about listening to God's voice, I think that what comes to mind for a lot of uh, people is simply listening for God to tell us what to do, where to go. You know, we've all faced those uh, major decisions in life. Sometimes that's when we start really listening in earnest to hear God's voice when we have to make a big decision about a job, a career path, a college, marriage, moving or staying. And we say, Lord, show me the way. And the good news is that God does show us the way. Um, He is our shepherd. uh, And we have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who is in us and with us to lead us. Uh, The prophet Isaiah puts it so beautifully when he says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. I want to share about a time in my own life when I sensed God speaking to me in light of a decision that that I had to make. Um, When I was living in Boston, um, I had just finished my graduate uh, studies at Boston University. I was teaching in the writing program there, and I unexpectedly found myself one January uh, in a housing emergency. I had moved into an apartment um, and, and spent one night there and had to move out the next day because there was a major mold issue and it was not uh, going to be easily remedied. Uh, so a woman from my church who was also recently uh, graduated um, from Boston University as a grad student um, very kindly uh, took me in, even though she had only a, one, a very small one-bedroom modest uh, apartment Uh, just off campus, and I slept in her living room that night. Um, And as I was moving my stuff into her apartment that that first day, kind of as a holding place for my stuff, a holding place for myself while I could sort of find my feet uh, again and and look for a place on my own, she said, why don't you stay for the semester? And so that week I had a decision to make. Uh, Do I look for another apartment, which I really didn't have time to do because classes were about to start, Or do I stay with this friend even though it felt like I was invading her modest little apartment? Um, At the time, I was reading the book of Jeremiah, um, and I was reading it in the message version. 
And I sensed God speaking to me very clearly, very clearly through a passage um, where Jeremiah is being released from captivity. He's been in prison in, in, in Jerusalem, in a prison. Uh, and uh, Jerusalem has been occupied by, by the Babylonians. And so um, his jailer, uh, upon releasing him, says to him, Today, Jeremiah, I am setting you free, taking the chains off uh, your hands. If you'd like to come to Babylon with me, come along. I'll take good care of you. But if you don't want to come to Babylon with me, that's just fine too. Look, the whole land stretches out before you. Do what you like. Go and live wherever you wish. It's up to you. That's Jeremiah 40 verses 4 through 5. And when I read that, I felt like God was saying, Abby, it's up to you. You can go look for an apartment if you want to, or you could stay here. The choice is yours. What seems good to you? You know, I'm really thankful for God's word spoken to me in that situation because my own voice was very loud speaking in my head. You can't stay here for a whole semester. You'll be such an imposition. Um, of course, you need to go find a place for yourself, even though, of course, that felt pretty impossible to, to find in such a short amount of time and under such pressure. So in the end, God did not tell me what to do, um, but his word freed me to see that I did in fact have a choice, that I could stay if it seemed right to me, and so I did. And looking back, that semester was one of the highlights of my um, about a decade in Boston, that one semester, really becoming great friends with uh, the woman uh, who took me in, having just wonderful uh, long conversations about faith, uh, learning about China, which is the country she was from, and um, and also we both saved a lot of money because I I paid half the rent and and she paid uh, her half and, and and it was a wonderful situation. Um, so I wonder, is there a decision you have to make? You know, maybe in the comments, don't tell us what that decision is, but say, yeah, that's me. I have a decision. I'm at a crossroads. Um, I'm at a fork in the road. Um, is there a choice that you'd like God to speak into in your life? And if that's the case, I want to invite you to take some time, perhaps today even, to put that before him and to wait on him and to see what he has to say. He might say go left. He might say go right. He might not say anything for a while and you might have to wait to, to hear his voice. Or he might do uh, what he did for me and ask you a question. Well, what seems good to you? However he speaks, I believe that God, our shepherd, loves to help us find our way. Um, and that he will help us to hear and recognize his voice. The second thing that I, I want to, to talk about this morning that I believe God is speaking to us about is invitation. I believe that God is inviting us into a new thing. Um, Isaiah, or sorry, in Isaiah, God says, this is Isaiah 43, 19. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God is always doing a new thing. He's always inviting us into a new thing, but there is often a problem. We can be unaware of that new thing simply because we do not perceive it. Isaiah says, do you not perceive it? You see, it is possible not to perceive what God is doing. It is possible not to perceive what God is doing. God often works in our lives quietly, subtly. He doesn't necessarily shock us or stun us. 
and to noticing what he wants us to see. If we want to perceive what he's doing, we're going to have to pay attention. I want us to look at an example briefly in scripture of someone who perceived what God was doing, though we could have easily missed it. Um, In Exodus 3, we read the story of Moses and the burning bush. He's way out in the wilderness. He's shepherding a flock of sheep, and he notices a strange thing, a bush that seems to be on fire, only the bush doesn't actually burn up. And here's how the text reads. This is Exodus 3, verses 2 through 4. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Now here's what I want us to see in this passage. Moses says to himself, I will go over and see this strange sight. He's going to have to leave the the flock where it is and, and step out of his way to investigate this burning bush. Another translation says, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight. You know, he doesn't say, well, that's kind of bizarre, but well, whatever, and just keep shepherding. Now he goes over to the bush. He turns aside from his work. He steps away from what he's doing. I wonder if you've ever noticed a burning bush in your life. Maybe there's a burning bush in your life now. Something that's just a little odd. Something that isn't quite as it should be, but it is. For me, a burning bush, it can be many things, but in the past, sometimes it's been a pattern of coincidences that seem to be just a little bit more than coincidence. Like if I'm maybe putting off connecting with somebody um, and I just keep being presented with references to them and reminders of them. Um, Now, coincidence isn't necessarily God's voice. It needs to be tested, right? But a coincidence, uh, when it aligns with what is happening in your life and when it highlights something that is already written on your heart, well, maybe that's a burning bush. It's something to pay attention to. A number of years ago, um, back when I was in college, uh, there was a time, unfortunately, when I was holding uh, some bitterness against someone in my life. It seemed like I just kept hearing the word bitter or bitterness everywhere I went for several, for a season, I don't know, it felt like several months. Um, And it seemed like God's signature was upon that pattern. Um, And I had to stop at some point and just say, okay, God, What are you actually saying? What are you saying? What are you trying to say to me? What do you want me to do? Because I didn't want to do anything. But God was gently confronting me. He was inviting me to pay attention. And he brought me to the point of saying, of in a sense, walking over to the bush and saying, okay, what's going on here? Eventually, after uh, several months uh, of this conversation with God and with much prayer, Um, I was able to go for a walk with this person and and actually confess some of what I had been holding against them and and ask for their forgiveness. Now, it was a little bit of an awkward walk. I won't say that it went incredibly well. It went fine. It went okay. Um, But even though our relationship wasn't perfect after that, it felt like God did a deep work of healing in me. 
Um, a huge weight had been lifted. The bitterness really disappeared after that. So I ask you this morning, how might God be trying to get your attention? Is there a burning bush in your life? What is the invitation for you in that burning bush? Will you step aside from what you're doing and go over and see? Will you take time to perceive it, to perceive the new thing that God is doing in you or through you, or that he wants to be doing in you or through you? So God wants to be speaking to us about direction, and he wants to be speaking to us, I believe, about invitation. And here's the third thing that I believe God is speaking and wants to be speaking to us. And that is his love. God is speaking his love to us. I don't mean that God is speaking to us about his love. I mean that God is speaking his love to us. You know, the longer that we walk as Christians, I think the easier it can become for us to kind of accept the love of God as a concept without actually receiving it and experiencing it. Or maybe the longer we walk as Christians, the more able we're able to rely on a, on a, on a, on a past experience of God's love that we, we've had. When, in fact, we need to be receiving it and being marked by it, informed by his healing, receiving, uh, sorry, his healing and freeing and transforming um, operation of grace deep in our hearts. I think that of all the things God wants to be speaking to us, this is the most important um, because it's the foundation for our life with God. It's the foundation for serving God. It's the foundation for loving others. Um, one of my fa- favorite writers, Henry Nouwen, uh, calls this the inner voice of love. And I want to share one more story with you. I've, I've shared a lot of stories with you this morning, but I have one more story that I really want to share with you. And it's about listening, not just to God's voice, but to his voice speaking his love into my life. And in in what was a very powerful way, in a way that really marked me and changed me. When I was a sophomore in college, I experienced a season of depression. Um, It's not something that I had experienced before. um, And it's not something that I've even experienced since in that way. It was was quite a dark depression. Um, And during that time, and what made it a lot worse, was that I I came to believe um, a false theology. And that was, I came to believe that I had somehow been rejected by God that I had lost his favor. Um, And this led me to question everything that I had believed about him. My faith really crumbled into a pile of rubble. This came to a head one evening when I was walking back to my dorm uh, from the dining hall. My friends were going out. Uh, It was a Friday. Uh, I I couldn't socialize. I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't hang out with friends. And so I was walking back to the dorm and I started to feel as if I was being swallowed by the darkness, like it was taking over. Um, And it was really scary. Um, It was really scary. And I I was scared about what would happen if I didn't do something about that. But I didn't know what to do. The only thing that I knew to do was to open up scripture and to begin speaking it as if it was truth. And to begin speaking it over me, over myself, as if it was truth. Um, And you know, as I did, I I wasn't speaking very loudly. It was really just a whisper. 
but it was as if I was doing battle with the darkness with that whisper. And it became a powerful whisper by God's grace. Um, You know, last week, Adam talked about leaning on scripture when we can't hear God's voice. And that is exactly what I was doing. And the scripture that I landed on, that I was speaking over myself, was Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 3. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. You know, the words felt pretty empty and hollow at first, but I kept repeating them. And slowly they started to to come alive. They started to be God's words, not just mine. It was as though I was beginning to hear God's voice in them. And you know what he seemed to be saying to me? He seemed to be saying to me all the, the things that this passage says, but mostly what he was saying to me was this. At the end of verse 1, you are mine. I have summoned you by name and you are mine. And there in the rubble of my crumbled faith, I found in that verse, in those three words, you are mine, a cornerstone with which to start over again and build my new faith. You know, I no longer really knew what I believed, but I did know one thing for sure. I was his. And I didn't just know it because I read it. I knew it because I heard him say it to me. When God speaks to us, his word, it heals us, it frees us, and it transforms us. And so I ask you, have you heard his voice letting you know that you are his? Have you heard his voice letting you know that he loves you as you are into eternity? Zechariah uh, 3.17 says, and I love this, the Lord will rejoice over you with Uh, gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Have you had the experience of being quieted by God's love? Have you heard him singing over you as it were, his delight in you? I believe that we need to hear God speak his love to us more than we need to hear anything else from him. Because one word of love, literally one word of love from our Father, if we let it get into our hearts, can completely change our lives for the duration. But of course, we can't make this happen. It's God's job to speak. All we can do is listen. And if you're in that place where God's love for you is more of a concept than a voice that is bringing life into into you, I would say three things just quickly. I would say first, simply ask. Ask that he would speak to you and that he would help you to to hear his voice. And I believe he will do that in his timing and in his way. And he will do it in a way that is custom and personal to you. Secondly, I would say, listen for his voice in his word. 
because he has a way of taking his word, scripture, and illuminating it in deeply personal ways, as he did for me. And I believe that he'll do the same for you. And thirdly, I would say be in touch with your thirst. Don't ignore it. I've noticed that God tends to speak to those who are thirsty for him. So let me wrap up simply by asking you these questions, these three questions again. Is there a decision that you'd like to ask God direction for? Would you take time, perhaps today, to ask him to speak into that decision, to lead you like a shepherd, because he delights in helping you find your way? Secondly, what is God inviting you into? Is there something new that he wants to be doing in you or through you? Have you taken the time to perceive it? Will you? Will you take the time to perceive it? Will you step aside and investigate the burning bush? And finally, have you heard the maker of the universe tell you that you are his? Is your faith operating simply on the concept of his love for you or on the gentle life-transforming whisper of God's love spoken to your ear and over your heart? Let him know that you're thirsty that you long to hear his voice. And I believe that his word will come to you and that when it does, it will be as water for your soul. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you speak to your people. You are our shepherd. We are your sheep. And we long to hear your voice. I pray for those, O oh Lord, who are listening, who are making decisions, standing at a crossroads, they're at a fork in the road. Help them to hear the still, small voice of the Spirit behind them saying, this is the way, walk in it. Lord, I pray for those who are feeling like, you know, there's got to be more to life than this. For those who are just getting by, just surviving, but not thriving, Lord, would you help them to hear the voice of your invitation, inviting them into a new thing, into the new thing that you want to be doing and are already beginning in their lives. Would you help them to step aside and investigate the burning bush? Would you help them to perceive what you're doing? And finally, I pray for those who are thirsty to hear you speak your love to their hearts as only you can, Lord. Would you help them to hear you speak their name? Would you help them to hear that inner voice of love bearing witness that we are forever and eternally and delightfully yours? All of these things we pray in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community.